I'm Stargate Pioneer from the Starling Tribune, a podcast member of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the one you're listening to now. The opinions expressed are those of each individual. Check out all the other podcasts at GunnaGeekNetwork.com and get ready, because geekiness begins in 3, 2, 1. The Gunna Geek Network presents the latest installment of all things good and nerdy. With your hosts, Naki. Internet is really, really great. Forborn. Anthony. No pants, all bacon and dick butts. And Chris. So I'm going to say this as nice as I can. You go to hell, sir. You go to hell and you die. <laughs> They're here each week to talk about the latest in nerd news. And sometimes they bring a special guest host along, too. As Magneto once said, Ha ha ha, welcome to die! I want to cut you all. I'm just going to cut you all. Meat candy. Woohoo! You have boobs! So kick your feet up and relax as you take in the latest crazy episode of All Things Good and Nerdy. So, have you guys missed Tim Tom? Oh, of course we've missed Tim Tom. He's my favorite! <laughs> Tim Tom came in. I don't think he's anybody's favorite, but damn if he isn't entertaining. Tim Tom came in this week for the first time in, uh, I think, about six weeks. It's, it's been... What did he destroy? Uh, this week... Okay, so it starts off... Tim Tom is old enough to be in our video game room, and we can't really stop him from being in our video game room because he is old enough, and he hasn't done anything in there yet. He hasn't dragon-punched anyone in the video game room? Yeah, Not yet, because he's... Yet. <laughs> because he's usually... Like, if he's in the video game room... He's, like, trying to do puzzles, and, like, he's playing Lego Batman, and he's okay. Like, he doesn't... He's distracted enough by the video games that we don't have to worry about him going off and, and falcon-punching anybody in the chest. Until this week. <laughs> Until this week. <laughs> oh, lovely. Um, I love that kid. So awesome. So, we now have Minecraft. <laughs> we have Minecraft now in, in, on the Xbox that we have in our video game room. And... Uh, Tim Tom was in there playing. Well, we have another kid. Uh, I need to give him a name. We'll call him Pascal. Um, you can tell you're studying for chemistry right now. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, Pascal comes in, and he's one of our regulars as well. Like he, he, um. He's been building this world in Minecraft for a while, and Tim Tom happened to be playing in his world. And he's like, oh, I can show you how to make your own world, you know, so you don't destroy mine. Because he sees Tim Tom uh, sitting there with a hammer destroying the house that he built. And to be fair, what Tim Tom does is destroy from what we've learned. Yes. He just digs holes and destroys in Minecraft. Like, whatever. It's fine. It's Legos, but, you know, video game style. Well, Tim Tom didn't like this answer, and took the Xbox remote and punched him in the head with it. <laughs> he was he didn't like that this kid was, Pascal is one of my good kids. Like he he you know, he's really helpful with the littler ones who come into the video game room for the first time and is teaching them how to play Lego Batman. And I I think he just destroyed Pascal for me. I think I think Tim Tim Tom just destroyed Pascal, and I'm like, oh god. So I take I, I take I take Tim Tom out of the video game room, and I tell him to go 
do a puzzle or something. He doesn't like that answer. And he goes to swing at me. Well, I dodge out of the way because, you know, I'm not going to get hit by a five, six-year-old. Uh, I even dodge. I would just stand there, let him hit me, and I'd smack him back. Well, no, I can't we don't hit people. do that. I'll lose my job. <laughs> so I dodge out of the way. And he looks at me and he goes, no, stand still. <laughs> well, this is happening. So he's a violent My partner drummer. goes to... <laughs> yes. My partner goes to get his dad. And the dad comes back and he sees him swinging at me and me just moving out of the way. And his dad tells me, oh, if you stand still, he'll stop. I'm like, no, I'm not letting the kid me. punch me. <laughs> I'm like, it's just not going to happen. I'm not going to get punched by your kid. Tell your kid to stop punching. <laughs> yeah, so we exactly. tell him that he has to take Tim Tom out of the room, and he gets mad at me, and he... Okay, so apparently this is where Tim Tom gets his destruction. He takes the keyboard and slams... Like, we have a keyboard with a computer right next to the... Our, um, we have a buzz-in gate, so people can't just walk in and out of the playroom yeah. for obvious reasons. He takes the keyboard... And he slams it on the counter. Keys go flying. I'm like, <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, at that point, I report the parent and have his fucking membership revoked because he's a jackass as well. So we, uh, so the security comes in. They take Tim, Tom, and his dad away. Um, and then we get a memo later on that his membership was not revoked, but has been suspended for two weeks, and Tim, Tom will return in two weeks. Two weeks. <laughs> For the further adventures of Tim Tom. I'm sad we got to wait two weeks to get more adventures of Tim Tom, I'll be honest. <laughs> well, apparently it's genetic, and Tim Tom and his dad are just going to come in and destroy the place. Genetic destroyers? Yes, the like genetic that. destroyers. That's the name of this week's show. <laughs> <laughs> But that kind of sounds like the, the destroyers of genetics. Well, I guess it would be if they continue to reproduce and spawn. Yeah, yeah if they spawn more um, people or whatnot. I don't or know. alien babies. Alien babies? <laughs> Are they going to explode out of someone's chest? Yes. That's what babies do anyways, right? Isn't that how the circle of life works? Isn't that how preg pregnancies work? I'm I think you and I went to different works. health classes in school, Naki. Yeah. They're like chestbursters, right? <laughs> Yeah, rip through your rib cage and leave a corpse behind. Pretty positive that's how that works. This sounds <laughs> incredibly uncomfortable, and I'm scared. This is why I don't want to ever have babies. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I'm glad I can't get pregnant. <laughs> the, the the whole like I the people laugh at me for my intense fear of being pregnant, but that's there there's there's legit reasons here. <laughs> Apparently. Babies are evil. Aliens. Aliens. Also, I'm fearing that if I give birth, it's going to be another Tim Tom. Ugh. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure the birth has something to do with the Tim Tom. The parenting has to do with the Tim Tom. Like a lovely article I read this morning about how, what is it, we have like 5% kids on ADHD medication in America, and in France it's point, like zero three or some shit. That's because the American concept is just medicate people. Don't actually yeah, try and help people. Medicated over there. Apparently, they actually have psychologists that are fixing what's wrong with the kids that are making them act hyperactive. Well, that and it's not even that. It's not even just the pure medication. It's the fact that parents will take a hyperactive kid and to a doctor, 
instead of dealing with their fucking child. It's like, I don't want a parent. I want the kid medicated. Sounds about right. Did you, um, did you see how many kids are named in the U.S. of A, B, C, D, E? Fucking like, people are, people. I met one parent at work that did that. I thought we had a misprint in our system until she had to tell me her kid's name. Yeah, the, the laziest parents in the world, their kid's name is the first three letters of the alphabet, or first five letters of the alphabet. That's crazy. Yeah. A, B, C, D. That's, that's how it's pronounced, is A, B, C, D. Oh, that's not as dope, bad as people uh, naming their kids Espen, and it's spelled ESPN. Oh, the the chick at my work actually pronounced the kid's name as Absiday. Absiday? Yeah, B-C-D-E, and she pronounced it Absiday. Yeah, as far as I'm concerned, the fact that there's one is too many. I pronounce it as you're a fucking moron. It's one of my funnest things at, at work when I used to be at the front desk was I would pronounce the, when we were talking to them about their case, I would pronounce the names of their children the way they're spelled, not the way they meant them to be pronounced. It's like, no, this is how your children's name is spelled, dumbass. That's not Phoenix. That's Phoenix, because you fucking spelled it wrong, because you're an idiot. On that note, welcome everyone to episode 137 of the All Things Good and Nerdy podcast. If you're a moron and named your kid wrong, fuck you. We don't want you. (laughs) Fuck Fuck off. Don't be in the peanut gallery. Don't come listen. No. If your kid's name is A, B, C, D, E, we don't get it. We don't get it. But you're you're invited to inform us why you made this decision by tweeting us or sending us a Google Voice call at 304-806-ATGN and explain to us why you've done such a thing. But for the rest of you guys... I that that actually gets us one. I am too. (laughs) But for the rest of you guys who are watching live or listening to the podcast, welcome to episode 137 of the All Things Good and Nerdy podcast. So far it's been the All Things Good and Ragey podcast, but this is recorded live on December 14th, 2014. We are about a half hour late getting started on the show because... We just lost track of time, and we're bullshitting and trying to find news because it has been a pretty slow news week, especially if you haven't watched Arrow yet. Anthony. I'm sorry, Anthony. I started it this morning, and I thought I started it on time, and I was behind starting that as well. Anthony. So, I expect a text <laughs> message from you or a Google Hangout message from you after you watch that episode with your initial reactions. That's all I'm going to say. All right. I wanted to. I wanted to. I will do, I will do such a thing. I will do such a thing. I'm halfway through the episode. I caught the flash, but I, I didn't have enough time to get caught up on Arrow. So, okay, so for, for those of you in the chat room, don't spoil Arrow for Anthony. Uh, so, Chris, since you have seen both of them like me, for once, I'm actually ahead of Anthony. What the shit is that about? Um, <laughs> which, which finale did you like better, Flash or Arrow? Oh. <sighs> Arrow, just a yeah. touch more. Because I think I, it's not a spoiler. They did something I did not expect to happen. I had pretty much called what was going to happen in Flash in my mind. I did not, I did not know what was going to happen in Arrow, and I was like, whoa. In fact, I think my exact lines after the episode ended, it cut to the credits, was, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, wow. It's that good, huh? In, in fact, <laughs> to give you an idea of how good this one was... The Starling Tribune this week is probably about an hour and 15, hour and 20 minutes long. Nice. Because we could not stop talking about it. It was it was fun. And Flash was also really fun. Don't get me wrong. I, yeah, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't shocked by the end of Flash, though. I was just, I enjoyed the hell out of the episode. The whole episode was great. The fucking fights were 
beautiful. Same with Arrow. <laughs> um, I think, I think I even put Flash in a different category than Arrow at this point. I mean, yeah, they're both superhero shows and they're both DC, and the crossover episodes were really fun. Um, well, no, but, that's, that's it. They're not superheroes. Arrow is basically a vigilante well, detective story, and okay. it's that's it's much more down to earth. Where Flash is a villain of the week superpower superhero show. Right, whereas, so, it's like, and Flash is much more fun than Arrow. Yeah, definitely much more fun. And I, I, I enjoy watching, like, I tend to watch Flash before I watch Arrow, like, because I watch on Hulu, I don't watch, or on um, my DVR, I don't watch live because I'm never home. But, um, so, I tend to watch Flash first just because it's fun, and, you know, it's, it's more, it's, I don't have to really, like, you, you got that continuity, but you're not as hardcore as Arrow, where you really need the continuity. Yeah, you can watch a Flash episode without really knowing what's going on, and you're going to get a villain of the week with a different superpower and the team trying to figure out how they're going to beat him. Right. I really like the Captain Cold. I hope he comes back. Oh, shit. I hope he comes back. I just dropped my melatonin. Captain oh, yeah. Cold is coming back. They showed him in the preview for next season. Yeah, you didn't see my post when they announced who fucking uh, Heat Wave is? No. It's Lincoln Schofield. Yeah, I'm, I'm in love with this fucking show. Because, yeah, it's the two brothers from Prison Break, like in Wentworth Miller and um, Dominic Purcell, are going to be playing Captain Cold and Heat Wave. But oh, I, nice. I, let me tell you something, though. The best casting news <laughs> out of The Flash is that they're bringing Mark Hamill back to be the trickster again. Yes, that, I did see that, so and I thought that was awesome. For. <laughs> I own that episode as a two-disc tape set as well as the entire DVD box set of the original Flash TV show. I do fucking love Mark Hamill as a trickster. He was ridiculous. So I want to take us back a sec, because I'm looking at <laughs> the chat room, and the conversation on weird names has continued. So I want to share that with everyone, because we're all we're all in a little weird state on this one. So Scopound, a.k.a. Jay from Gallifrey Public Radio and Starling Tribune and all sorts of other things, he goes, I once met someone named Orangello, and he had a brother, Lemongello. He goes, <laughs> so... That's also weird. Uh, Draftsman says, I think weird names are fine as long as you realize you're naming a person. Would you rather have Dr. Logan attending you or Dr. ABCD? Yeah. You're not naming a pet. You're naming someone... uh, Excuse me. He goes, you're not naming a pet. You are dating someone that will grow up with that actual name. And then Scopound goes, hell, I have a problem with people that spell Jeff as Jeff with a G. Yeah, G-off? What the fuck is G-off? That's not Jeff. It's G-off. Yeah, no, and it's, Um, it's Orangelo... And Lemangelo. But yeah, it's spelled orange jello and lemon jello. Yeah, so I know that guys are... we have a case like that where the same somebody else named their two kids orange jello and lemon jello. Have you guys ever seen the show The oh, League? Ridiculous. Yeah. There's a bit in there where um there's the janitor. Super Batman! Yeah. Carmen Jello! <laughs> Carmen Jello, yeah. Yeah, Carmen Jello. No, that's where I work. But that's your name. No. <laughs> Which actually isn't um isn't that uh, Key or Peel one of them? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, actually the the guy that's usually bald. I can't remember which one's which. I can't either. I don't watch them very. Yeah, well. he works for a company called Carmangelo. He's like Carmangelo. <laughs> if you if you don't watch Key and Peel and you like comedies, highly recommend it. Just because I I'm not even a big fan of like sketch shows. Like I, I like Saturday Night Live to an extent. I like the really old Saturday Night Lives I see I've noticed. Um, but Key and Peel, goddamn, 
They're hilarious. <laughs> so I watch all I watch all the YouTube videos because I don't have cable. But their uh, East West Conference uh, football players saying their name to camera is the funniest shit in the it world. Is. And the damn the damn prop team that has to give them each a new hairdo for every character is fucking amazing. <laughs> Murgatroyd Skittles, the U. Yeah. So. <laughs> I didn't think I would actually like this show, and in fact, I didn't when I first watched it, but I've started catching the, the old episodes on Amazon when I'm cooking at night, is The Kroll Show. I find it incredibly hilarious now that I'm getting into Oh, Nick Kroll? Nick Kroll's show on yeah, Comedy Central. I'm half and half with him. I'll find one skit hilarious, and then I'll find the next skit just boring. So it's, I've never watched it. He's hit and miss. Like, his stand-up's <laughs> the same way. He did a stand-up show where he played, like, four different characters, and, like, I found... Or no, he was he was a DJ and then four different characters on stage, and I thought three of them were hilarious, and I thought one of them was just boring. My so problem is I keep seeing him as Ruxin. hit and miss with him. Yeah, he, he's very much Ruxin in my head. Yeah. But, I mean, the guy's funny. He's definitely funny. It's just uh, some some of his comedy works for me, some of it doesn't. He's kind of hit and miss. He's definitely he's a talented fucker though. Oh no doubt. Um, you know what? I've Donald Glover's um, stand-up weirdo is on um, Netflix now, which if you remember from, I don't know, maybe that, I think this was year one ATGN where I called kids tiny, tiny little Hitlers. That's where that came from. <laughs> oh, nice. Um, I haven't watched that one yet, but I have seen American Ham. Have you guys watched American Ham? Yes, no. American Ham was really good. Nick Offerman's American Ham, what is it, it's like 10, 10 tips to be a better person? Yeah. If you need your day to be a better day, go fucking watch that. Um, Nick that, Offerman is amazing. He is my favorite human. He also does being drunk in Olive Garden. So <laughs> nice. Like yeah. Everything I've seen of Nick Offerman, like since like he really got kind of big with the Ron Swanson character, I love it. There's a 35 minute clip out there on if you just go to YouTube and just Google Ron Swanson. There's a 35 minute clip of every cool thing Ron Swanson has ever said on Parks and Rec. Somebody just cut together all the Ron Swanson bits. And basically, from what I can tell in real life, Nick Offerman is just basically Ron Swanson with a girlish giggle. Like, that's the only difference, is that Ron Swanson doesn't giggle. I love and Nick giggle. Offerman giggles, and it's the funniest fucking thing in the world, because he's this big, burly mustache dude, and he giggles like a little, tiny, four-year-old schoolgirl. <laughs> but what you guys might have realized here is... I love that guy. We don't have crap all for news really this week, so we're just kind of making stuff up as we go along. We got a little bit of news, but it's been kind of quiet because it's been finale week, and the problem is between the three of us, we've only seen all of us seen one of the finale shows. <laughs> and the Flash was awesome. And the Flash was awesome. <laughs> Yay, Flash! <laughs> so I think what we'll do here is we'll we'll roll in, we'll do some news, and we'll close the show talking about the Flash. And then next week, once Anthony's seen Arrow, we'll talk about it, because I know he's going to want to talk about it after he sees this episode. Yeah, it, sound, it sounds like I will want to. <laughs> I'm going to encourage you that once we are done with this I'm, podcast, as soon as you here. close the Hangout, you push play on the Arrow video. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I mean, I still have the window open, because I'm watching the CW's website, so I can't restart it, because it'll make me go back to the beginning. I'm literally 22 minutes in. I'm right at the halfway point, so I'm, I'm, I'm liking it so far. The, the the nice little talk between uh, Felicity and uh, Dr. Palmer was really cool. I like that. It was a little uh, getting to see a little Brandon Routh showing some emotion. 
like he doesn't he doesn't get the option to do that too often in what I've seen in his acting jobs. It was kind of cool. Like he got a little teary eyed. I felt sorry for the guy. And as I was saying, there's not much news. Uh, SP did correct me as he's in the chat room and sent me a news story this morning that I will talk about when we get into news of the week. But the hell with right. it. Let's just roll into the news of the week now. News of the week. News team. Assemble. Live from the ATGN studios on uh, the internet, it's the news of the week. Cena is reporting, and this came out uh, on the 12th, so Friday. Um, Cena is reporting, video game industry struggles to grow a year after the new console's launch. Duh. <laughs> um, they talk about, yeah. in the article, they talk about how they dropped prices too soon, and people are buying Microsoft might games. dispute that was a bad idea. Um, and I'm, I'm just like, duh. They're like, people aren't buying games. Well, you're still putting them out for the old consoles as well as the new consoles, so why are people going to go buy a new console? Like, no. And the problem with all of the new consoles, the exception of the Wii U, actually, is there's not that must-have game that you need to go get. Right. Wii and U just, has Smash Brothers. And Mario Kart. Yeah. Which, that's what my nieces and nephews are getting for Christmas from us, is they're getting a Wii U with um, 3D Mario Land, Nintendo World, and I got and uh, Smash Brothers, and then I got my nephew, because the two little girls are, are, are a little too young for it, but I got him Lego Marvel Super Heroes. That's a great game. To play. So. Nice. Um, all my Christmas shopping for my friends' sons, my friends at work, their little boys, they're all getting Super Dinosaur Volume 1. Nice. Robert Kirkman, who writes The Walking Dead, was sick of not having any comics that he could let his little kid read. So he invented a book called Super Dinosaur, about a kid who hangs out with his best friend, whose name is Super Dinosaur, who is a T-Rex that wears power armor. I have it is the greatest of- fucking little boy story ever. I have all of Super Dinosaur. I even met the artist from Super Dinosaur, and I nice. told him to draw Super Dinosaur in his favorite position, like what what he likes to draw Super Dinosaur as. So he gave him jetpacks, and he's flying across the page. Uh, <clears throat> uh, I've I've got a one up Yanaki. Um, I named the uh, letters page for Super Dinosaur, and from that I got a page. Nice of Howard's nice. artwork. Melosaurus Tex is my idea. I named their letters page. Yeah, I love Super Dinosaur. That book is awesome, and I am now forever a part of it because they used my name for their letters page. Um, I have to... The other thing I'm going to get my nephew... Um, he's older, he's seven, so I can get him more booky stuff. Um, he already has all of the Tiny Titans and all of Little Gotham and all of Ultimate Spider-Man so far, so I'm going to get him... Um, I think I'm going to get him Super Dinosaur, and I think I'm going to get him... I was thinking about getting him Princeless. Um, Princeless is a good one. I, I like it. Yes, pretty good. He, he, gets, he gets mad that his sister's only... He calls he calls Disney princesses the wimpy princesses. Nice. <laughs> um, I like that. Which they are. So... Uh, he gets mad with those, and he's like, "Why don't my sisters have have good princesses?" So if I get maybe if I get him princess, uh, he can see that there are good princesses. <laughs> Very cool. Perhaps. 
So I teased it earlier. I'm going to go with uh, SP gave me a news story. I'm going to toss it in. It's Stargate Pioneers on official news of the week on the show because he reminded me to do it. But you guys here on Tuesday, the Swedish folks, the Swedish police, they shut down the Pirate Bay, right? Oh, no. Yeah. I didn't hear that. Yeah, they actually did, shut down Pirate Bay. Yeah, did you guys realize it did jack crap to prevent piracy? <laughs> I was going to say, it does nothing. It's already... So a lot of people thought, oh, my God, this is going to be the end of it. But I guess according to this article SP sent me, a new site was put up almost completely identical to the Pirate Bay with a working search engine, all of the site's old content, and the ability to put up new torrents. Took them about five minutes. Uh, yeah. What a shocker. They had the spare site ready to go. Yeah, yeah. According to this, it looks like people just went to other... think to do that. Yeah. People just went to other websites to go and pirate their stuff. Uh, a, a traffic monitoring site called Alexa reports that one site called Kick-Ass Torrents saw traffic increase by 600% after Pirate Bay went offline. For five minutes. Yeah. Uh, Magazine. Variety Magazine reports that overall torrent users barely dropped at all. The average number per day was about 100 million before the Pirate Bay shut down. That number dropped to 95 million for the two days the site went offline and then went back to normal levels again on Friday. Wow. To, to give you an idea of what happened during that time, the latest episode of The Walking Dead was downloaded more than 700,000 times over the six-day period beginning with that shutdown. The movie Maze Runner averaged nearly 500,000 downloads per day over that same time frame. So basically shutting down the Pirate Bay did not stop people because like we've said before on this show, if you're going to steal something, you don't care. You're going to steal it regardless. Yeah, you're going to find it no matter where it is. And before someone jumps on us and says we're condoning stealing, it's far from it, in fact. We've said in the past, don't steal it. You pay for the content because that's how you show that you appreciate this content. You make sure it continues. Yep. If we as all pirate it Yeah, let's say, if someone, as someone creating comics, it's I, I, I prefer to go and buy my comics. I pay for every issue. Hell, I even still shop at a store where, even though I've had my box there for 12 years, I pay cover price. Very few people would still fucking do that when you could just go get, you know, free digital issues wherever you want or, you know, get them through a subscription service online and get 20% off every issue. You don't I get a discount? Pay. No, I don't even get a discount on the... We don't get discounts on new books at the local store. Wow, that's because it's really the only big store in Boise and they're really good about customer service, but, you know, they got to pay the rent still, so... Yeah, so I'm paying for a local shop to stay open and I'm paying full price for my fucking comic books. But I'd rather do that than steal the shit. Yeah, so our takeaway here is stopping piracy is not as simple as taking down the websites that point you to where to go to steal things. And it's probably not as simple as going and just prosecuting everyone that does it because people will just find stealthier ways to go and steal things. So there needs to be a, a better way to do it. I just don't know what that is. Yeah, it's one of those things where they have to find the happy medium. It's like with, well, with The Walking Dead. A lot of people complain because it's like, okay, I don't want to pay 110 bucks a month to have 400 cable channels just so I can get an AMC. But at the same time, how long does it take before you can buy an episode of The Walking Dead legally after it airs? Isn't it online on iTunes and Amazon the next day for $199 standard F, $299 HD? Is it? Because I knew for a while that AMC had everything so locked down that like, you, it was hard to even find pirated versions, and part of that was that they weren't releasing it digitally originally, and I know they've changed right mind, but I don't know how long it takes them to actually release it. But yeah, it's one of those things where if you, if you don't offer an option for people to do it legally, then you know it guarantees people will do it illegally. If you can't get a show you know, 
if you can't buy it the next day on iTunes or on Amazon or on HBO Go or something, if there's not a legal way to do it, you know for damn sure someone's going to pirate it and sell that shit. Yeah, so I just checked real quick. I went on Amazon. You can buy all of Season 5 of The Walking Dead streaming for $1.99 standard def, $2.99 HD, and it doesn't say when they come out. My guess is it's predominantly like how everything is on iTunes since the day after it airs. You can buy it on Amazon or iTunes and things like that. So the worst you've really got to do is wait less than a day to be able to download it legitimately for one yeah, for 2 to $3. As in, I just wait the whole year and watch the whole season when it drops on Netflix. All right, and if you really want to do it, you can, <laughs> you can get the season pass on both Amazon and iTunes where you just pay up front and say, I want all of the episodes, and as soon as they're ready, they pop into your feed. Nice. See, there's nothing wrong with that. They, once they have the option there... And, yeah, there's a way for you to get it digitally almost instantly without having to have cable, without having to fucking pay for 300 channels you don't want. Then at that point, if you're still pirating it, you're being an asshole. <laughs> there's ways to get around it. People, Some people are always going to pirate. That's just the way it is. Yeah, it's true. For some people, that's never going to stop. That's going to be the only way they get content. Now, when I moved to this location and started doing actual, like, you know, coloring online, working with a valid version of Photoshop. All of my software is fucking legal and paid for. I made a decision to basically never download anything again for free. So the only time I'm downloading some for free is when Google Plus says, hey, the Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack is for free. Come grab it today. And I'm I grab that. I'm still really pissed I bought it three weeks before that. <laughs> well, see, now if you bought it three weeks before that, that's kind of sad. But see, I paid for it, but I bought it on iTunes. But that now means I can put it on my iPod, and I can also put it on my tablet. No, and I didn't nice. have to pay for it twice. <laughs> so I got the best of both worlds. See, I just but, wanted yeah. Amazon to do it for that cheap, because I pretty much use Amazon for all of my music anymore, because I've got apps that work on my iPhone, my Android, well, my iPad, rather, my Android phone, my computers. Yeah, see, I don't collect music anywhere other than iTunes, and I just have whatever, whatever music was there when it originally scanned my computer. Other than that, it's just podcasts. I don't really download music. I don't really download it anymore when I buy it on Amazon because I just stream it from their website. Because any music you buy from Amazon stores in their cloud, stores in their cloud indefinitely at no charge to you. And you can just play it whenever. So I just play it whenever. I'll pull my phone out at work, and like oh, I want to listen to this, and I'll push play, and I just stream it off of their website. I see my phone sucks, and I have no internet at work, so I just listen to the radio at home. If I want to listen to music, I listen to Spotify. That's <laughs> Ooh, that, that gives me a good news story I forgot to mention. Spotify, I think through the 26th of December, is doing a deal where you can sign up for Spotify, and for the first three months of service, it's 99 cents each each month. Oh, wow. And then after that, it reverts back to normal prices. So if you've been thinking about doing Spotify, now is your chance to try it out for dirt cheap. I was sort of thinking about it, but I have too much crap I listen to already. And see, if I had a good phone and could actually listen to Spotify like on my phone at work, I would probably try that, but we can't stream at work, so I just listen to the radio. See, I'm just happy we are allowed to stream at work. But I have I Spotify, know. and I use Spotify Premium. How do you like it, then? It convinces is it, is it worth it not? Is it worth the price? Um, I don't use the radio feature on it enough. Um, and the radio is actually really decent. It's not like with Pandora, where I feel like I was hitting skip all the time. Because, like, there was one time I put on Pandora, I put on, um, I think it was, it was, like, blues radio, or maybe it was jazz. Like, it was just background music radio. And I kept getting, like, 
like really, really, really random stuff in there. Like I kept getting like Lady Gaga would show up, and I'm like, this has nothing to do with blues. Why are you in the blues radio? <laughs> um, and like so, like with Spotify, they're actually pretty true to their content. Um, and then they they give a lot of recommendation for like playlists and stuff like that. And some of them are really good. They're intense studying because um, I like uh, techno music while I'm while I'm studying because again, it's good background, but it's motivational background, like, kind of like video game music. Um, it was really good for that sort of thing. So and Let me rephrase. I went and checked their website right now. The first three months of Spotify Premium for 99 cents, that offer ends December 31st. So if you've been thinking about it, you can try Premium for three months for a very cheap price. It's good. Like, I, I'm glad that I have the Premium account. I hate listening to commercials, so it works for me. I don't. Is I think it it, it's a it's a little pricey for for it, but it doesn't bother me because I use the I use Spotify so much. And then like they had like this thing this year for your year in music, and my number one was dog music, and that's because I keep my iPod here when my dogs are when my dogs are home alone, and I keep it playing in the background to keep them calm. So I'm like, oh, so it's right. act, that's actually a real thing. That wasn't a joke. No, it's a thing. It it actually does work. Dog music. It's it's just it's just classical music, but it's very calming. Uh, it has a lot of um. It, it's it's for dogs who are hyperactive, and I have two German shepherds. One is a puppy, um, very prone to being hyperactive, and then rather him destroying the couch, the pillows, the bathroom, and all that, <laughs> he'll just go to sleep. If he knows that music is on, that means it's time for sleep. We have him trained like that, so. Huh. That works then. So, how about you, Anthony? What did you have for news this week for us? Um, I got one bit of geeky news, and I actually just remembered. Um, for the few people that might care, there was some huge UFC news this week. Um, there was a great fight on Fox last night with uh, Junior Dos Santos and Stipe Miocic. They basically beat the show each other for 25 minutes. A couple of other good fights, a couple of okay fights, but uh, Friday night, the night before, was the big night where they had the uh, the season finale of Tough Season 20, The Next Ultimate Fighter, which was the first season to have the 115-pound women's class. So Ronda Rousey, you know, the, the queen of the badasses, is 135. Uh, this added the, sec- the next uh, female weight class into the UFC, which is 115 pounds. And they had the show. They brought in all the, what were, you know, as the UFC determined that the, the best fighters of that weight class, had them all fight. Um, Friday night, um, Carla Esparza, the cookie monster, one of my favorite fighters, ended up winning, took home the belt, a Harley Davidson, a fucking UFC contract, the whole thing. And it was kind of, it was awesome because she was number one going in. She actually, you know, handed over the Invicta belt to uh, leave Invicta and go to the UFC. So she went from being the champ to being the champ. So she's still the 115-pound champ. It was a great fucking fight between her and uh, Rose Namajunas where, like, they beat the show of each other. Had a good actual victory. There was no, you know, questionable. Nothing went bad in the fight. Everything was cleaning on the up and up. And at the end of it, like they shook hands, like actual two respectful athletes. Which, sadly, you know, sometimes you don't see that in the UFC fights, which kind of sucks. But it made for a ton of great fights. And then they made the announcement that Phil Brooks will be coming to the UFC. And for those that don't know, that's motherfucking CM Punk. Yes, it will. And so some UFC fighters are a little mad that this guy's first fight is going to be a professional fight in the UFC. 
but he has name value. It's, I mean, it's not quite the same thing as when Brock came over, but it's something where, one, I'm much more excited to see him punk fight. And they're actually doing some talk now because Jason David Frank, the Green Power Ranger, has actually had a couple of professional MMA fights. And he has called out Punk online, and a lot of people are really getting behind the idea of trying to get Jason David Frank a UFC contract, at least for one fight, so that we could see CM Punk fight the Green Power Ranger. Nerd heads will fucking explode. (laughs) But yeah, for for sure it's guaranteed at this point CM Punk will be fighting the UFC, and I'm excited to see it because I love that guy, and he may not be the best at what he does, as he says, you know, in character, but he's damn fucking good at it. The guy works his ass off. I mean, as far as I know, in character and out of character, he actually is straight edge. And so to have gone through his years of wrestling without taking painkillers, without being on steroids, no fucking chemical medication, no nothing, is insane for what he physically put his body through in the past, you know, 10, 15 years. So I'm excited to see him, you know, in a good gym doing some badass training, and actually stepping into the octagon and see what he can do in a real fight. It'll be, I think, a lot more entertaining, because I'm betting right now he can take a punch better than Brock Lesnar's big doughy ass. <laughs> I fucking hate Brock Lesnar. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel about Brock Lesnar. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the, the geeky news was just a little article. Uh, Kristen Ritter, who has been cast as Jessica Jones in the uh, what will be the, what is the second Netflix show for Marvel... We get Daredevil first, Jessica Jones, and then that leads into Luke Cage. That's a AKA Jessica Jones that's supposed to hit sometime in uh, 2015. They had an article where uh, Jessica or Kristen Ritter was being interviewed and asked about the show and said that she wasn't a fan, but has actually gone back and has started reading all the Jessica Jones stuff. And let's see what was it? She actually said they asked if she was a fan. She confessed that she wasn't. Said. But I am now. I'm reading the Jessica Jones comics and devouring them, and I'm hooked. I don't think I've been so hooked on something since Serial, which <laughs> I learned with podcasts. A couple of ladies at work have started listening to, and I've heard that it's basically like crack. Uh, apparently, it's one of those podcasts that once you start listening to, you can't stop. And so, yeah, she said, uh, uh, so now I feel that way about the Jessica Jones series. I can't wait. I mean, as soon as we're done today, that's what I'm going to be doing. I'm really excited about Jessica Jones. It's so fucking cool. It's so cool. I can't wait to watch it. So, like, not only does she want to make the show, like, she's so much of a fan of the character at this point, she wants to see the show when they're done filming to see what she does. So, it, it's it's another one of those awesome cases, like um, uh, Hugh Jackman, where, really, he didn't even know who Wolverine was and has now become a gigantic fan of the character he's portrayed just for going back and learning about the character. So, yeah, I think, I think we're going to end up finding out that uh, Kristen Ritter not only ends up being a really good casting decision... But ends up loving the character she's playing, which I think really shows on you know a lot of the shows that we're seeing. You know, when you when you follow Stephen Amell on Facebook, you understand that Stephen Amell fucking loves Oliver Queen, and oh, yeah. it comes across in the TV show that he loves being that character. There's there's a, a huge difference when you see the actor that cares about the character and the actor that's there for a paycheck. And so I think it's going to be awesome that. I think the AKA Jessica Jones, we're going to get to see a really good version of that character. I think you're right. It's going to be interesting. I'm intrigued by the Netflix things coming forward. Are they doing? Um, are they doing it like where she is the superhero, or is she going to be the 
the owner of Alias Private. Both, probably. No, She'll have uh, the powers, but... In the thing, I think it said that it's going to start directly after the end of her superhero career. So it will be basically like Alias. Where, okay. yes. And she'll be Jewel post her Jewel career, where she'll still have her superpowers and she's running a detective agency. So, yeah, so we might get flashbacks. I hope to God we get flashbacks that are in, like, gaudy neon colors, and it looks like she's in her 80s spandex costume, because those will be hilarious. Oh, no doubt. They could make that shit look like Wonder Woman flashbacks, and it would work perfectly with that show. It'd be fun, I, too. I almost dressed up. I used to, or I always debated dressing up as uh, Jewel, and but I was like, eh, that's too much. No. <laughs> no. It's basically a body stocking. You're not going to be able to hide anything, that's for sure. That, that, yeah, no. <laughs> you got to have the salsa going to rock a spandex body. So what did I have that I was going to use for my news? Oh, as you know, Sony got hacked earlier this week. Well, last week, I guess it was. And a bunch of news came out. I guess one of the things that came out is supposedly Marvel was trying to make a deal with Sony to get the rights to Spider-Man back. And supposedly that work that is still in the works. They're trying to make it happen. There is the Latino Review is reporting that Sony rejected a deal with Marvel, not for a trilogy of movies, but for a co-production deal where Marvel and Sony would split future film costs 60-40, with Marvel taking the higher part and Marvel taking control of the creative properties. Big bosses at Sony didn't like it, so they pulled the plug on it. But supposedly, this conversation is still going on because Marvel wants the Spider-Man rights rights back. Excuse me, really well, really bad. God, I can't talk. Sorry, guys. Because they want to bring him into the Civil War if they can. He was kind of like one of the big turning points of Civil War. Like it made the cover of USA Today when Peter Parker unmasked. Like that was the big tipping point of Civil War. Was Peter taking his mask off? Now, don't start thinking it's going to happen, guys. It's probably not going to happen anytime soon, but they're going to keep talking, and you know Marvel's going to have Disney money they can throw at that to be like, hey, we want Spider-Man back, because... Disney money and Disney lawyers. Yeah, it's a huge property. Lawyers are powerful. (laughs) Sony probably wants the money, too. I mean, it's a lot of money they'd get for that. Now, the thing that would happen, and supposedly this is the case, is that if Marvel gets it back, they would not bring any of the current cast of the Spider-Man movies with it. So that would be no more Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man. Yeah, which is the only thing that would depress me about. I love what that kid has done as that character. Yeah, I'm okay with it. I want <laughs> Donald Glover Spider-Man still. That's fine. I think Donald Glover Morales. I think Donald Glover would be great. <laughs> so I'm just like, yes, do it. He's nerdy. I think he'd be great as Miles Morales. I just don't see him as Peter Parker. I don't care. I just want to see Donald Glover in the Spider-Man mask. <laughs> Fair enough. I think it'd be cool to see also. He's a great actor. He'd be, he'd be funny. He'd, he'd, he'd do quick really well. Like I was saying before, if you've not seen a stand-up weirdo, is on Netflix, and it's hilarious. I've, like, he's just, he's really funny. He's really, he's he wrote for 30 Rock before he started Community. And he's, yeah, he's a really... Now, when I heard him talking about that, yeah, that he was actually like a cast writer. And then mm-hmm. quit like the guaranteed paid day job 
to go audition basically for a show, and his parents kind of flipped out. I mean, that's a ballsy move. If you're a writer <laughs> on one that. of the number one shows in America and making mad money, and you're just going to go and you decide you're going to quit that job and go be an actor, like, that's that's crazy. Well, well, after that, he quit the job. Well, not really quit, but he's quit acting, and now he's Childish Gambino. And if you don't yeah. listen to his, his rap music, it's great, too. I really like I really like Childish Gambino. <laughs> yeah, as, as, as uh, doing that character, yeah, it's it's a really cool uh, character he does when he's singing. And he's got mm-hmm. a great voice, too. That's the really thing. That's what I was impressed with. He really has a great fucking voice on Mike. He's really good at everything he does, and I kind of hate him a little because of it. Yeah. But at the same time, like, it also gives me, like, enormous girl boner. So I'm like, hmm. <laughs> 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 it's like it's 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 a weird combination of hate girl boner. <laughs> he is one of those little he's one of those talented bastards. Yeah, so not fair. So not fair. I'm gonna watch Weirdo after. No, I'm not. I'm gonna study. I'm gonna be a good little student. I'm gonna study my chemistry. Yeah. You're gonna watch... study. I'm gonna watch Arrow and then I'll watch Weirdo and see if it's better than Nick Offerman's American Ham. Because that's a high fucking bar that he's got to get to. I think it's two different. I think it's two different styles because you you have to understand what I basically do is watch stand up all the time. Um, My favorite by far from anyone, other than George Carlin, is Eddie Izzard. And those are way different than 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 you know watching Nick Offerman or Louis Black or. Oh yeah. I think everybody's. I like I like the story style. Of stand up because I you know I've I've tried watching like um oh, what's his name who does like one liners like uh, Mitch Hedberg um, I like some mm-hmm. of his stuff I can't sit and watch his stand up because it's just one liners over and over and I like I like adding his one liners into things I don't like mm. just sitting and watching it does that make sense Yeah yeah I mean there's all sorts of different types of stand up I I've watched I've been watching a bunch on Netflix too last night I watched three Bill Burr ones in a row. That shit was fun I don't, while I was cleaning my office. I never got into Bill Burr. He's got some of the good manly humor stuff, complaining about his wife's kind of classic, you know, stand-up routine stuff, complaining about a dog, complaining about his job, wife making him do stuff around the house. Like, it's... See... I, I like some of that stuff, and he's got great timing. If you like that, I highly recommend Christopher Titus, who had the show... Um, yeah, I Titus, like Titus. Um, he's good. Titus is really good uh, for that kind of stand-up, and it never really, like... I think Bill Burr was the one that made me feel kind of degraded watching it, whereas Titus, like, I never felt that way. Titus um, reminded me of my childhood growing up and you know, basically a drunk and abusive father. He's just a lot funnier about it than I am. <laughs> <laughs> Which, of course, made his show great with Stacey Keats playing the drunk and abusive dad on that oh, show. Oh, God, I love that show. I love so that good. show. <laughs> that, and, oh, have you seen uh, Patton Oswalt's new one on Netflix? They just released that one, too. My, my I, weaknesses are strong. That one I fucking love. I saw it released. I haven't watched it yet. Um, I still good. need to... I'm watching all of the, the Louis C.K. right now. Nice. Um, Louis great. Louis really good. He reminds me a lot of uh, George Carlin, which George Carlin's my hero, so that's fine. Him and Robin Williams, I swear to God, those two were the first two stand-ups I ever memorized. Nice. Um, yeah, nobody's so better like, than George. And Louis's not as smart, but he's much more... Uh, there's much more of a family focus in his comedy, which I love, with him to go with his kids. 
which George never really talked about his family. So well, all the stuff, all the Louis C.K. stuff when he's talking about his daughters, especially like on his show, it's like don't look in your neighbor's bowl to see if they have more than you. Look in your neighbor's bowl to see if they have enough. Like his his observational stuff on being a parent is great. Mhm. Yeah, I really like Louis C.K. Um, I was watching Louis Black the other night. Um, <laughs> I like I like watching stand up. It's uh, Gabriel Iglesias is one that I really like just for funny. Like he's just fluffy. Funny. I love. Oh hell yeah! I love fluffy. Um, I just got a, his last DVD. My buddy gave it to me when he emptied out his DVD collection to sell them all. He brought me a stack of like thirty DVDs, and one of them is the I'm Fluffy DVD. So, fuck nice. yes, I didn't own that yet. I love Gabriel. <laughs> you know he's actually dropped over a hundred pounds with DDP yoga. Yeah, I heard about that. I was just like, huh, how fucking crazy is that? The guy who said, I don't want to ever wake up and realize I didn't eat cake last night and end up dead because I could have had cake last night and be sad about it. So he said, you know, I'll be big and be happy and enjoy life, which there's nothing wrong with that. But apparently he decided he wants to hang around for a little bit longer, and he started doing DDP yoga, which for those that don't know is based on um, it's a wrestler, Diamond Dallas Page, who had tons of back problems and ended up winning the World Championship Wrestling heavyweight belt when he was 40. After he had been told that basically he would never walk again, he started doing um, yoga and then decided that a lot of it was kind of, you know, foo-foo bullshit. And so he created, I'm trying to remember what the original one was, but it was like Not Your Mama's Yoga was his original version, and now it's just called DDP Yoga. But it's like tough guy, manly-ass yoga. And Chris Jericho, who also had a back problems where he was told, like, he'd never wrestle again, stopped lifting weights, started eating a paleo diet, and started doing DDP yoga. And when he returned to wrestling this last time, said he's in better shape now than he was when he was 20. So, yeah, Gabriel Iglesias is doing that shit, and he's 100 pounds less fluffy. Now he's getting a muscle fluffy. <laughs> muscle. He'll, he'll look weird if he actually gets muscular. Yeah. I, I've, I've, I've only seen well, one photo of him. He looked a little strange just being 100 pounds smaller, just because you're so used to seeing him in his giant Hawaiian shirts. <laughs> Yeah. It might stack him, because you know how a lot of people like gain a lot of weight and then they cut? It might stack him. He, he could end you up know. being kind of buff. He is a big guy. <laughs> I've looked in, like, because a lot of my stuff lately, um, I've got this goal in, head, in my head called Fit by 30, which is more than just my fitness stuff, but it's, you know, just like being better by the time I turn 30. And, uh... <laughs> But looking into, like, what I'm going to look like if I drop all the weight that I'm going to, I'm going to be cut. And I'm, like, sitting there, like, that's fine. I could do that. That works. Nice. <laughs> I've shaved 40 pounds off in the, the post-marriage weight loss routine now that I'm working out three days a week and doing the shopping. <laughs> and I'll be back to doing three days a week with this next – well, with my, with my next semester, I'll have – I actually scheduled in a gym class, which is called boot camp, which is a mixture of cardio and weightlifting. And then nice. I have a – personal trainer that I see every Saturday anyway. So. That's what I'm doing right now is four to six days a week cardio and weightlifting. Yay! Cutting. Uh, it's been nice too because yeah, Chris keeps putting it up on Facebook to keep himself accountable. Yeah, so I can get shamed if I don't go. Yep. Shame! Nice, man. I'm, I'm using social media to shame me if I don't keep going, which is you part use of the reason it takes. You use whatever it takes to make you go. That's the important yeah. part. I feel like shit today, but I know I need to go, so that's why I'm going, so I don't get shamed, because my back hurts and don't let hell. People, and don't let people shame you for it being Planet Fitness, because oh, I saw I that, that, and I think that's bullshit. Yeah, no. Any, <laughs> if you're working out anywhere, that's better than everybody sitting on their ass on a couch. doesn't matter where you're working out. 
As long as you're working out, that's fucking something. I got pissed when I saw that. I'm like, who the fuck shaves somebody for their gym? Only if you want it, yeah. Because it's not like everybody needs to work out three, four days a week. But if you aren't, if you're not happy with the way you are physically, but then you're going to complain about it and then not be willing to do anything about it, fuck you. So SP's in the chat. If you're going to complain about it, do something about it. That's the important part. SP's asking, does Fit by 30 mean we'll see Nokia and camera on ATGN? (laughs) (laughs) That's a a high list of maybes, but mostly it's I wake up 10 minutes before showtime. (laughs) So... I'm just going to buy a new Chromebook and mail it to her. With a little note that says you have to be on camera every Sunday now. Get up a half hour early. <laughs> he has also posted a picture. He finally got his backdrop finished in his uh, his studio with all of his different geeky jerseys hanging on it. It looks really cool. Ooh. Ooh. Which ones does he got? I see Rogue I Squadron. This, this is Stargate Pioneer. That these are his? Yeah. And uh, he, he did want us to point out, because if you guys haven't noticed, SP is really obsessed with the Geeky Jerseys website. He's got a lot of jerseys from there. He said, tomorrow is the last day to order a Geeky Jersey and have it ready to go for Christmas time. Nice. And they did just put a Batman one up on the front page. So if you wanted a Geeky uh, Jersey, there's Batman. I, I do have to be honest. I don't like the Doctor Who one. I don't like Doctor Who, so... <laughs> I like Doctor Who, but I don't know. That design is... Making it the TARDIS and, like, you have a thing across your chest that says police box? Like, I don't know. It just looks weird. I officially am done watching Doctor Who. I think the other three are gorgeous. I would I would rock that Rogue Squadron run. That's a fucking cool-ass jersey. My favorite one right one. now, if I was going to get one, one would be the Batman one that's up on their website right now. And I'm super tempted by it, but I just wouldn't wear it very often. Oh, Crusader? Yeah. Oh, nice. It's got the old school, like, shoestring tied up part of the... Here's the thing, though. These jerseys, you can put whatever name and number you want on them. You can customize it. So that's just what they put up for demo purposes. Oh, that's nice. See, that's... I'd actually get the Crusader, but... um... I like the ones I have, the Marvel ones, where the number is whatever year the comic was invented. So my Captain America jersey is number 41. My Spider-Man jersey is number 62. Like those, those I fucking love. But these, yeah, I could, I could definitely. Oh, I like the Captain America one. SP oh. did point out Batman would not be ready for Christmas, but that's okay. <laughs> like I said in the chat, I might take an IOU for it if someone got it for me. I'd make okay, cool. I get it later. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> I am still in the market for looking for a certain somebody who might be listening. I don't think he's awake yet, though. So. <laughs> He might listen later, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've got I've got half of his done, but I'm still looking for that one thing. So, if anybody has any ideas, feel free to send them my oh, way. Oh, Jesus! I should have looked at this website. I know. I told you it's bad stuff, man. Oh. See, he wouldn't wear a jersey because I'm thinking about it. I'm like, I won't wear it. I know he won't wear it. So. I have a he likes closet his t-shirts. I could definitely have more. He likes. They have one for the Jamestown Mutters. Yeah, there's some right. really good ones. I gotta study. I gotta study, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so on that note, it's time for us to start wrapping up. Because Naki's gotta study in our traditional way of wrapping Indeed. things up. Because we actually did get a full hour in, despite starting late. We share what we've been getting into, Yay. what we are getting into, so I'm gonna toss it to Naki, because ladies first. Oh, well, thank you. Um, I have been studying for chemistry. Yay! Uh, I did not share this story, uh, but I did in the pre-show. 
I am gotten screwed over in my chemistry class. I maintain a really high B average. And then I got really sick, and I was out for two weeks. And my teacher, even despite having medical leave, uh, was, not allow was not allowing me to make up for any of it. So I have now dropped to a C, which means I need to ace this final. Uh, so I've been watching Crash Course, uh, which is a Hank Green, John Green uh, YouTube series that is based on, you know, helping people, kind of like Cliff Notes. Um, <clears throat> I have been reading my chemistry book. I am retaking all the quizzes and exams and only going for perfect here, and I've gotten really good at conversion factors, and I am going to forget all of this as of Tuesday, so don't talk to me about chemistry after Monday. <laughs> That's how I did all my chemistry. Um, yeah, so fill your brain up, you memorize it for the test, you pass the test, and you dump the data. Exactly. I've got too much other stuff i got to remember. On top of that, I did get my fancy new TV, um, which I did play a little bit of Borderlands, the pre-sequel on it, and it's gorgeous. I can't believe how much I've missed by not having an HDTV. So now I'm going through and playing through my game library so that I could see all the pretty things that I missed by having a 30-year-old 30 30 TV previously and now having a brand-new fancy Samsung TV. It's, oh, my God, it's so pretty. Nice. <laughs> Probably does make a little bit of a difference. <laughs> it, it really, really does. Uh, Gears of War, which my friend uh, Scott and I have been playing uh, now and then. We're trying to get through the whole series, not including The Bastard Child of Judgment, because that game fucking sucks. Um, <laughs> it's uh, we're, uh, we're going through that series, and then I'm finishing up my Handsome Jack character on the pre-sequel, which is so much fun. <laughs> I love being Handsome Jack. He's the best villain out there. I love him. It's amazing. Okay, that's it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I'll go next because we'll let Anthony wrap it up. I have been playing video games. I got started playing Halo Master Chief Collection again, and I'm playing through Halo 2, and I forgot how much I loved that game, and I forgot how much the original graphics sucked in comparison to what we have nowadays. <laughs> It's amazing. You Sometimes probably, that's a problem. You get a collection of games and you start over from the beginning. You're like, oh, this was awful. It's, it's not terrible because they redid the graphics for the game. But one of the cool things they did is if you push the back button on your controller, it'll go back to the original graphics of the game. So you can look and see wow. what the differences are between their updates. So it's amazing how much in my head I've romanticized how much I love these games and how good they looked. Because at the time, they were fantastic. But you look at yep. them now and you're like, wow, those graphics were really dated nowadays if you look at the old stuff, and the new stuff is gorgeous. So I've been playing through that because I love the story on that. And I just picked up this morning, it's why I was running late to the show, there's a game called Papers, Please that's been available for, on Steam for a long time. It just came out on iOS, and I've been playing that on my, on my uh, iPad. And I completely lost track of time as I was playing that, and that's why I was late coming downstairs to start the podcast. <laughs> so between those two games and some comics I've been getting caught up on, because, yeah, I spent money on Black Friday on comics, and now I'm reading all the Rogue Squadron books that I didn't read before, and all the old Star Wars ongoing series, and let me say, as someone who just finished the Star Wars ongoing series, I'm really bummed no more if that's coming out from Dark Horse. He was really good. I wish Marvel would continue it. And what else am I getting? Oh, I've been tinkering with my fantasy football lineup throughout the entire show, because I don't want to lose today. So I'm going to toss to Anthony now. What have you been getting into? You're going to lose. I hope not. Beating Chris in fantasy football so that I can kick him out of the playoffs. You haven't yet. You're 0-3 against me. All I need is for Peyton Manning to have one good day when my team plays you. 
If he has a good day, you lose. Like, it's that simple. I've got and so far, he's never Andrew's had a good, good fucking day when I play you. <laughs> so Switch tell us ball. how you really feel. I think Anthony's got some raging to, think, to go on today. A little bit. A little bit. i got some rage issues going. <laughs> I, I'm not tinkering too much because I think there's not really much I could do to tinker with my fantasy football team. It's there at this point, if Denver has a good day, I win. If Denver has a bad day and rushes for four touchdowns and Peyton Manning doesn't throw for more than 10 yards, then I'm going to lose badly. So if they play like last week, I'm fucked. If they play like almost any other week this season, I should be okay. I got a shot. There's a chance. Which ain't not bad. I'm third I'm third in the league, right? Third place, yeah. Yeah. So and I can, I got a chance of beating the number one the number one contender. So I'm number two I'm still in the league. league. Oh you're two? I thought I'm you're number, number one. two. You're number two? Chris is dookie. He's number two. <laughs> Chris also yeah. has a winning record this season. Who does number two work nice. for? Says the guy who's nine and five versus the guy who's six and eight. Yeah, well. The guy who's six and eight beats the guy who's nine and five. Then who sucks? Aha! Well, if, all right. Let me put it this way, and then I'll stop talking about football because most people probably don't care. If Julio Jones hadn't gotten hurt last week, I would mop the floor with you. Hey, if Julius Thomas hadn't been hurt for the last three weeks, I'd be fucking eight and six instead of six and eight. Yeah, well, and if Jimmy Graham could actually catch a fucking football nowadays, I'd be winning more games well, too. Because but, Tony Romo apparently doesn't know who the fuck Jason Witten is, and so Jason Witten hasn't been a touchdown field. machine all year. I know, and he should be because he's fucking amazing. But apparently, Tony Romo forgets what he looks like and can't find him on the field. It's because they're God running damn, team Tony now. Romo. But hey, what have you been getting into, <laughs> Anthony? Because most people probably don't care about our football showdown this week. Um, I've been trying to avoid the humble bundle because again, they're doing another comic one. There's 10 days left. It's the Dynamite Mega Holidays Bundle, and dear God, does it have a lot of comics in it. Even if you just give them a buck, like the starter kit is amazing, and they keep adding to the $15 or more set. Um, right now, just for the $15 or more alone, it's worth getting for the Boys Definitive Edition Volume 1. That's the first 14 issues of the Boys by Garth Ennis. Like, that alone is worth the 15 bucks, And then you get... All the other shit along with it together. I think it's like another two to three hundred comics. Like it's another one of those gigantic bundles. So it's definitely worth looking at, especially if you like digital comics. Some of them are really great. Some of my own, you know, in hardcover or in a hard copy. Um, the Zora book is great. The Romita Legacy is great. Um, the Red Sonia book is fantastic. Uh, it's got uh, Mark Wade's Green Hornet, Kevin Smith's Green Hornet. Just lots and lots of good books in it. Um, I've been dealing with construction in my house, which sucks. But on the upside, the floor was replaced Thursday. The linoleum was put in yesterday. And today, in about an hour, I should have my goddamn toilet taken out of the shower and reinstalled on the floor where it's supposed to be. So I'll actually have a, a, a functioning second bathroom again. So I can quit going upstairs every time I need to use the restroom. And <laughs> I can finally put this fucking house on the market to sell it. Thank God! This this house is supposed to go on the market in October. That's how much I've been stressing out and going crazy with delays, is that it's now halfway through fucking December, and it's not even listed on the MLS yet. And it's really hard to sell a house in late December, early January, because nobody wants to move when there's fucking snow on the ground. No, that's but, a tough thing. Luckily, it's been 60 degrees in Idaho because we don't have winters here anymore, and so it looks like basically fall outside at the worst. 
So I'm hoping that if we can get it listed next week, I can get this goddamn house sold, finish off this divorce that I'm going through, and put some fucking money in my pocket and be in a new house by the new year, which could be a hellaciously good start for 2015. Because so far, the end of 2014 has sucked balls. Balls. Which is also part of what I was getting into this week was the last issue of the Superior Foes of Spider-Man. It's done. It's over. The last issue is fucking great. Steve Lieber and Nick Spencer are awesome. They're doing another project together that's coming out from Image. I will now uh, read or look at any book those two guys work on. This book has been fantastic. And it's, I don't know, it's like Marvel just doesn't want my money anymore. They canceled, I'm getting maybe, I think, eight Marvel books on my poll list. They canceled five of them in the last three months. So oh, wow. apparently Marvel doesn't want my money the same way DC doesn't. Pretty soon I'm going to be reading nothing but Robert Kirkman image books the way things are going. But, I don't know, if I only had Invincible to read every month, I'd be happy. It's They've now changed their cover from the best uh, superhero book in the universe to now it's just the best comic book ever. Nice. Which it is. The last issue was Battle... Uh, Battle Beast? Is that his name? Damn it, I'm forgetting the character's name. But Thrag, the, the ex-Voltramite King versus Battle Beast, and they had a throwdown that was just utterly fucking epic. It's one of those fight issues where every time Ryan Otley draws a fight issue, you think he can't outdo the last one, and somehow he figures out a way to make it look even better than the last fight issue. This is a comic book where they've literally had people punch planets. <laughs> the guy can do anything with the two-page. It's fucking amazing. If you've never read Invincible, I would I would recommend that to anybody who's ever enjoyed a superhero comic. Invincible is the best superhero book on the market right now. But that's about all I've been getting into. Okay, so we're running short on time. I did want to bring up one last thing, and if you listen to some of the other podcasts on the network, like the Gonna Geek Cast and the... Uh, Walking the Walking Dead cash. You might have heard us talk about this, but a fellow member of the network, Steve Boyd, he does a yearly charity drive, the CCL Marathon Fundraiser, to get toys, to raise money to get toys for children that are at Vanderbilt Children's Hospital in Tennessee. Steve has a little personal connection with that hospital because he talks about it in a post, and we'll put a link in the show notes, that his youngest son, Jace, was born with Down syndrome and had some medical issues that were helped to take be taken care of at that hospital so it's kind of got a, a solid place in his heart to go and help them in the holidays. And he does a yearly drive to bring toys and gifts to those kids at the hospital. He's doing that drive again this year. It's closing out tomorrow. So if you guys are interested, we'll put a link in the show notes to where you guys can go find out a lot more about the CCL Marathon Fundraiser. It's a really good cause. The past two years I've helped donate for it because I know how much Steve cares about it, and it's a really good cause to help kids enjoy Christmas. So we'll put it in the show notes, and he's hoping to try and be able to raise $2,000 this year. And it, he, what did he say? They were close to 1000 I think, when we talked to him last week. So I don't know where they're at now, but if you guys were looking to try and donate a little bit during the holidays, normally we won't do this, but it's a member of our network, good friend of ours. Go check out the CCL Marathon Fundraiser, and we'll put a link in the show notes, like I said, so you guys can go and check it out. Do you guys Yay. have... Indeed. Nice. you guys have anything else you want to touch on before we get out of here? No. I need to go watch Arrow. Chemistry. Yeah, he's going to go watch Arrow. <laughs> Not just going to study for chemistry, and I have to put some laundry in and go to the gym so I don't feel like a slacker. Damn right. I think we and covered it. 
So, a big thank you to everyone in our peanut gallery who watched live on the show today. Also, a big thank you to everyone that downloads the show. Don't forget, you can catch us live every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central, and you guys can do all the rest of the math from there because I suck at math. Over at live.atgnpodcast.com. We'll post the uh, podcasts up at atgnpodcast.com and over at gunageeknetwork.com, so you can find them in either place. And if if you want to lay in to us because we forgot to do something you wanted to hear about or you named your kid ABCDE and you want to tell us why, you can hit us on Facebook or on Twitter, or you can call the ATGN hotline at 304-806-ATGN. We'll, we'll get your feedback, we'll put it on the air, and if you're making fun of us, we're more likely to put it on the air because we find that entertaining. It's true. Right now. But I think that will wrap us up for this week, but don't worry, we'll be back soon. And we'll see you then. Soon. <laughs> Bye, guys. Later. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to this brand new episode of All Things Good and Nerdy on the Gunna Geek Podcast Network. You can find ATGN in a variety of places. Some of those include our website at atgnpodcast.com or on certain apps like Stitcher Radio. In fact, we're even on Gunna Geek's main website at gunnageek.com slash network where you can find all things good and nerdy and all of the other shows that are part of the Gunna Geek Network family. If you want to get in touch with the show directly, don't forget you can use any of the social media methods like Facebook at facebook.com slash allthingsgoodnerdy or Twitter at ATGN Podcast. That's not your cup of tea for getting in touch with us. Don't forget about the ATGN hotline at 304-806-ATGN. We check it each week, so leave us a message and we'll get back to you and put it on the show. That's going to wrap up another episode of All Things Good and Nerdy. Join the Adahe, Naki, and myself next week for an all-new live show at 11 a.m. Eastern Time at live.atgnpodcast.com. The music you've heard for both the intro and outro of this show were found on SoundCloud.com and are used in accordance with the Creative Commons licenses. Leaving Earth by Abandon All Hope is used as the outro of this show, and The Wind Waker by the Neskimos is used as the intro and slightly modified in both cases. To get links directly to these songs, go to atgnpodcast.com and check out the background music section.